0: The scripture lesson for our meditation today is taken from the first two verses of Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world's who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. About a week ago, a football player, Damar Hamlin, suddenly fell over after having a heart attack on the football field and CPR had to be performed on him. I'm sure every one of us has heard about it in uh, the last week or so. Was interesting is how quickly a circle of fellow players and other people who worked on the field there, how quickly they gathered in the middle of the field and started to throw up prayers to heaven. It's interesting that when human beings are confronted so in, in their face with death, that immediately the response in so many is, we must find God. We must look for God. We must seek God. We have to somehow make a connection with God to deal with this situation. And there are a lot of things that we do in life, a lot of fun that we have, and a lot of things that take our time and demand our attention and work and play and everything else. But when it comes down to the grave, when it comes down to a grave in front of you, immediately, we have to find God. We have to connect with this being up there. We have to somehow make a connection with this deity. Throughout time, people have tried in many, many different ways to connect with God and to make contact with God all over the place. It's essential for human beings to know this divine authority that's up there above us. But where do we look? Where should we go? Where should we search? Who exactly, what exactly is this thing that's up there? And why does he seem so hidden from us? Why does it seem to be so obscure? Something that is so kind of of, uh, vague to us and so mysterious. There's a general sense that there's something there, but but how do we find this? And so people throughout time have just gone all over the place trying to figure out what this means and who this is. There have just been hundreds of thousands of attempts by human beings to come up with ideas of how to reach this thing up there and to somehow make contact with it. When God himself looks down at all of our efforts, when he evaluates our searches, this is what he says in the book of Romans. There is no one who understands. There's no one who seeks after God. They've all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. That's his evaluation of our looking for him on our end of things. Just like a group of children playing hide and seek, and they've now wandered so far from the farm that they were on that they're now actually in a different county, and the whole idea of hot and cold no longer even applies because they're so far away that's how God looks at you and me when it comes to how we might search him out and how we might try to find him. We don't, we're, not even, we're not even in the county. And man's ideas about God are interesting. If you look at them closely, the, the ideas that human beings come up with about how we're supposed to relate to this being, all of them begin with the idea that he is a demanding and oftentimes angry God with us, and we got to do something. Something has to be done on our side of things to somehow change that, that problem. Our ignorance of God and our inability to connect with him on our own is not because of God, it's because of us. The separation that we feel, the, this distance, this mystery that is involved, when we blame God for that, that's just, that just shows we're the problem. The problem is on our end of things. God himself never wanted that kind of separation. He did not want to be disconnected from humanity. He made us. He made us so that he could have a relationship with us. He put a soul inside of you. He gave you a conscience. He gave you a spiritual heart inside of you. He always has wanted to be connected with you and me. He's always wanted to have us know him. God wants you to know him. How easily God could have just wiped the slate clean after our first parents rebelled against him, same rebellion that's in us today. How easily he could have just wiped the whole slate clean, but his love was just too strong. Just like a like a dad who finds his kids have played with matches in their bedroom and started their bed on fire. And they're sitting in the middle of it. He has every right to be angry with them for disobeying him and doing this. But his love overrides everything else and causes him to just rush in and even potentially harm himself to preserve them and to save them. God's love for you and me was way too strong, even though we were lost in this vague ignorance about him. And it required him, caused him, to want to reconnect with us. Consider all of the ways just that we hear about in the scriptures of how God has tried to communicate with people and how he visits his people. The text in front of us calls them the various ways. I'm just going to list some of them off. Speaking through an audible voice to our first parents. From inside of a burning bush with Moses. Speaking through an angel to Mary and others communicating with a large hand writing on a wall at the time of Daniel, writing on tablets of stone with Moses on Mount Sinai, through the dreams that he gave to Joseph, the sermons of the prophets, the music of the Psalms, poetry, history, prophecies, the entire sacrificial system of the temple worship. All of this was God trying to connect back with this special creature that he has made known as humanity. Real contact between earth and heaven must only come from heaven's direction to us. That's the only way that will actually reach us. God had promised to Moses, listen to what he said in the Old Testament, I will raise up for them a prophet like you, Moses, from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command them. And just like a a picture that you're looking at that's fuzzy, that begins to get more and more focused, and you can see the details more clearly, so it was with God's prophecy about his coming son, the Savior. He was going to be born from a woman, we first of all hear, from the line of Abraham, the line of Judah, the line of David, in the town of Bethlehem, from the womb of a virgin, and then the various stages of things that would happen to him throughout his life. And then we hear in Galatians, when the time had fully come, God sent forth his Son. The fact that God has made any reconnection to us is purely because of his mercy. It's purely because the love inside of him for you and me, and to answer our biggest problem of sin and death, just forced and drove him to make that connection once again. Our text says, God has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Here in this sanctuary, we exercise what we call the prophetic office of Christ. The way that God's own son continues to be active in the prophetic office of the proclamation of God's word. And he does it through sinful people like me, to fellow sinful people like you. People who are going to die like me, just like you. But the greatest message that he brings through all of this prophetic office is that he has purged us of our sins. He has cleansed all of us of the guilt that would have kept us from going to heaven. And by his glorious resurrection, even now to the throne of God, as our text says, he has gone to prepare a place for those who trust in him. Jesus says to you and me, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen.